Welcome to Nairobi Chapel Embakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. Greetings everyone. Karibuni to Nairobi Chapel Embakasi's podcast. This is Fred Alexander Oyola, the pastor here in Nairobi Chapel Embakasi. Glad to have you. May the Lord bless you for choosing to listen in today. As we always begin, uh, our quick announcements. We are still reading the Bible. I hope you are sowing your Bible big time. We began on the 11th of January. Believe it or not, we just finished the Old Testament this past week. Today, the 26th of September. Kesho is 27th. Uh, why the dates? Because tomorrow we begin the New Testament. <laughs> the book of Matthew, Tunanza Kesho. And so begin with us. It is just a couple of months of the New Testament and then we'll be done in spending time in the Word of God. May the Lord bless you as you choose to read the Word. Tomorrow also, on the 27th of September, we always have our online Bible study Zoom hangout after the end of every book. But because the Old Testament is very long and some of the books are long to read, we've been doing it after a couple of weeks. And so now, tomorrow, we'll be doing the Minor Prophets Bible study Zoom hangout. Join us from 8 to 9 p.m. Follow our um, social media for the um, directions or for the information for it. 2nd of October, we have the Africa Children's Prayer Day. One of the things we remind our parents here at Nairobi Chapel Embakasi is to try leave a legacy with God's help to, uh, to their children of prayer. Above, above everything you leave your children, leave them the legacy of knowing the Lord. Attached to that, is prayer. So on the 2nd of October, Africa Children's Prayer Day, teach your kids how to pray. Amen? Amen. Our next Children's Sunday will be on the 10th of October, and that's after our VBS on the first week of October. We'll be fasting from the 25th to the 29th of October, so join us in that. Fast, fast before the Lord. Go before Him. That's how we build our spiritual man. Go before the Lord in fasting. Um, it is one of the most powerful things throughout scripture. Jesus fasted. So you can as well. It is very possible. And then we celebrate our third year anniversary on the 7th of November. And so join us. Karibu sana. Shonesha kitenge. Va something nice. And join us. <laughs> as we celebrate three years of God's goodness to us. This month we began a new sermon series called Sabbath. Entering God's rest has been a powerful time. Today was the last Sunday of the month of the series, and it was amazing. I believe God is still calling us to rest in Him, especially with the times we are in. All our bosses, yes, I'm saying it. All our bosses are trying to make us catch up with the year that was lost last year. And so God is telling us, even in these times, please rest. And we took time to um, just unpack what this was all about in the month. We began the first week by looking at the title, Stop Working, where God stopped work from creation and entered a 24-hour period of rest, thereby teaching us the sacred rhythm of rest, of work and rest. And so uh, after that, we looked at the following week, we looked at Start Resting, where we were Encouraging each other through the different examples from the Bible of God, encouraging his people to start resting. We reminded each other of the very known and obvious dangers of not resting. 
and then finish by looking at Jesus commanding his disciples to rest. Imagine, after a long time of ministry, after he sent them out, when he chose them as disciples, they come back excited with news of what happened in the mission field. And Jesus is like, eh, guys, let's come to the side Kidogo and rest before we continue. Last week, we reminded ourselves that since God took joy and delight in his creation on the Sabbath, we had to do the same in his created things, places, and people by starting to practice delighting. All these sermons are available right here on Anchor FM, so in case you miss them, scroll down, click on them, and may the Lord bless you. Let's open our Bibles to our month's sermon read, uh, Bible reading, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9 to 11. I'm reading from the NIV. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9 to 11. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest, so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we ask that you help us to hear, to understand, and to do whatever your word, your word tells us. Protect us from the enemy who desires to sift us, who desires to steal the word from us, who desires to um, misdirect us. Jehovah, may your word have root in our lives and may it help us to bear fruit in Jesus' name. Amen. Last week, we said that God demands that in taking the Sabbath, we practice delighting in his creation. We must stop working, start resting, and begin to take joy and delight in his creation. This will demand that we all get to understand the excellence, not of the created, but of the creator. It means we see the excellence of God in his creation. Peter Scazzero says in his book, The Emotionally Healthy Leader, that you must begin to see the invisible in the visible. It is seeing the eternal in the mortal. Today's final sermon from the series is simply called Contemplating God. After stopping to work, after starting to rest, after practicing delight, we must contemplate God. God has instructed us this month to remember his Sabbath, to keep it holy. On the sixth day, he stopped working and started a 24-hour period of rest. And so we must do just like he did. We then... Um, must practice having joy and delighting in his creation. But in delighting, we must be very careful. Let me show this with the following. Eve delighted in a fruit. You know how that turned out. King David delighted in Bathsheba. <laughs> King Solomon, <laughs> King David's son, delighted in the foreign women. You know how many there were. King Nebuchadnezzar delighted in his kingdom and in himself. Ananias and Sapphira, or Sapphira, depending on where you went, delighted in the money from the sale of the land. Guys, you, you, I think you understand what I'm trying to say. When we choose to focus on the created things, places, and people rather than in the creator, there's a problem, and more often than not, will lead us into sin. When we choose to focus, it is okay to delight, but when you choose to focus on them, more often than not, it will lead us to sin. We must acknowledge Always acknowledge that the things, the places, and the people we delight in make our eyes, our flesh, and our lives feel awesome, very nice. Mm. 
The more we focus on them, the more they satisfy our eyes, flesh, and lives. And chances are they lead us to lustful sin. No wonder 1 John 2.16 warns us that everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world wants that we focus on the created so much that we feed into the mere sinful sensuous desires and satisfaction of our eyes, our flesh, and our lives. While in fact, what God is calling us to is the grand lighting that is extended into contemplation through our recognition of the Creator God. This demands that our Sabbath is not just the stopping of work, or just the starting of rest, or just the practice of delight, but the contemplation of the Lord of the Sabbath. We are not stopping work, resting and delighting without God. We can't put Him on the side as we do these things we're talking about. We are stopping work, resting and delighting, and placing our central focus and delighting of the Sabbath on God. This is in no way means that we spend the whole Sabbath just thinking about God. That you just switch off everything and every minute of the 24 hours, including your sleep, is of God. It's not that much of a dictator. We intentionally draw closer to him in all our delighting in his creation. This obviously demands that we must know this Lord of the Sabbath. Knowing the Lord of the Sabbath happens in God's word and in prayer. The word of God illuminates God to us and allows us to hear from him. That is how he communicates to us. Prayer, on the other hand, helps us communicate back with this God of all creation. There's a relationship of sorts. That is, he speaks to us in one way, then we speak to him the other way. We know that. God's word gives us the different names of God. And this helps us to know him even further. We know him as El Shaddai, Lord God Almighty, and Elion, the Most High God. He is Adonai, Lord the Master, Yahweh, Lord, Jehovah, the independent and self-completed God. He is who he is. He told Moses, I am who I am. He is Jehovah Mekadesh, the Lord who sanctifies. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord of Abana. He is Jehovah Ra, the Lord, our shepherd. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. Shama, the Lord is here, the present one. Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord, our righteousness. He's Mekodishkem, the Lord who sanctifies you. El Olam, the everlasting God. Elohim, God himself. Kana, the jealous God. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who will provide. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, our peace. Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, the angels of heaven. The angels Hami, Adihami. The angels Hami. General Commander. <laughs> He's also infinite, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, good, love, immutable, transcendent. He's just, holy, self-sufficient, merciful, sovereign, wise, faithful, wrathful, full of grace. He's our comforter, our intercessor, the head of the church, and our Father who art in heaven. The word of God reveals this to us about God. This is how he speaks to us, so we know him, we connect with him. And so in turn, we pray back to him. That is how we know him. King David said in Psalms 119 verse 11, that I have hidden your word in my heart, that I may not sin against you. The absolute sure way to make sure we are not sinning 
in delighting in God's creation. Remember what you said in the beginning? Is knowing God through his scriptures and this through hiding these very words in our hearts. We hide his word in our hearts by first allowing it to challenge and conquer all our mind's beliefs through meditation. This then guards us against sin by letting the word emanate from inside us whenever opportunities of sin arise. The best example of this, remember, was Jesus when the devil was tempting him. The devil asked him to wrongfully delight in bread, in safety, and the world's splendor. And all Jesus responded with was, it is written. Hmm. The more we know the Lord of the Sabbath, the more we'll keep the Sabbath. And the more we keep the Sabbath, the more we'll delight in the correct manner. This then leads to contemplation of the Lord of the Sabbath. And that is a blessing to us. Let me explain. Number one, it blesses us with spiritual discipline. We are spiritually disciplined the more we contemplate in God. But this one we know, but let me just explain. Spiritual disciplines are habits, practices, experiences that are designed to develop, grow, and strengthen certain qualities of the spirit, the spirit of God inside of us. To build the muscles of one's character and expand the breadth of one's inner life. They structure the workouts which train the soul. They include meditation, prayer, fasting, study, simplicity, solitude, submission, service, confession, worship, guidance, and celebration. They are all of value, but some, listen to this, some constitute the core of maturing in the Lord of the Sabbath. We are not saved by spiritually disciplining ourselves in the places of prayer, fasting, and even Bible study. But without them, though, believers in God will stagnate and never spiritually grow. Keeping the Sabbath in contemplation and contemplating God through the disciplines of prayer, fasting, and Bible study, and even worship, will help the believer gradually grow and mature in the knowledge, graces, and wisdom of the Lord of the Sabbath. So if you're having a Sabbath rest of just sleep from morning to evening without these disciplines of prayer, fasting, Bible study, and even worship, chances are you're not having a Sabbath. You're just, you just switched off. You've stopped working and you're sleeping. You're resting. God is calling us to the place of Sabbath of not just switching off and resting, but contemplating him through prayer, through the word, through worship. Okay? Another benefit of contemplation is it blesses us with the resistance of principalities and powers. Theologian Walter Wink described principalities and powers as powers of this dark world and spiritual forces of evil that are both heavenly and earthly, divine and human, spiritual and political, invincible and visible. Invisible, sorry, and visible. In his book, Emotional Health Leader, Peter Scazzero tells us the following. Principalities and powers can be found in educational, economic, and political systems that dehumanize and destroy people. There are powerful forces behind such things as unbridled ambition, lust, racism, sexism, and worship of money. These same demonic powers seek to help us and enslave to our work and prevent us from Sabbath delight. And I dare say contemplation of God. God wants us to resist principalities and powers of our times by practicing Sabbath. 
Let me say that again. God wants us to resist principalities and powers of our times by practicing Sabbath. The same way he delivered Israel from the powers of Pharaoh is the same way he wants to deliver us from the powers of our time and age. Hmm. Finally, and I'm not saying this is all the benefits you get from contemplation, is the benefit of revelation. There are some answers to our lives that will only come through taking the Sabbath. When we begin to contemplate God and his creation on the Sabbath, wonderful things happen to us, especially in the area of answers that we've sought many years. Maybe there's an issue in the family that you've always wondered, how come this is the way it is? How come I'm struggling with this consistently? How come whenever this happens, this happens to me? Answers to such situations may actually be found very openly in the Sabbath. Not in your rest, sleeping when you need to, um, when you're feeling tired. I mean in the Sabbath where you're contemplating God. This is how the same writer, Peter Scazzaro, puts it in his book. God commanded the ancient Israelites to let the land remain fallow for a full year every seventh year, calling it a sabbatical rest for the land. Why? So he could replenish depleted nutrients in the soil. To work the soil year after year without this rest would have left the soil infertile. The soil of our souls is not all that different. Work requires something of us. It depletes our energies, our wisdom, our reserves. And if we don't allow the soil of our souls to rest, we do violence to our lives. As human beings, we were created for a balanced rhythm of work and rest. Over time, fatigue and exertion make it more difficult for us to live and lead from the fruits of the Spirit. Mm. But on the Sabbath, God uses rest, delight, and play to replenish depleted spiritual nutrients such as love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. We receive his love and he replenishes us as persons and as leaders so we can bear fruit. If you're struggling to bear fruit, chances are you have refused to take the Sabbath rest. You have refused to remember the Sabbath to make it holy. Begin remembering the Sabbath and just maybe, 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 just maybe, your spiritual nutrients of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and self-control will be replenished in the Lord. You cannot do it by your own strength. It is God who does it. My prayer for each one of us is may we forever stop working after six days, after the sacred rhythm of rest, to rest for 24 hours, and joy and delight in God's creation with contemplation in the God of all creation. My prayer is to those who do not know the Lord. If you do not know him, I beg you to simply ask the Lord to come into your heart and he will come in. He desires for you to know him and to start bearing good fruit in him, especially through the taking of Sabbath rest. If you know the Lord and probably at a place where you've just been distant, maybe you're backslidden, ask him as well. Ask him to just come into your heart and begin to work inside of you, to help you get back into the place of resting, of taking the Sabbath, of remembering the Sabbath, 
the more we get into that place of not just resting but contemplation as well in God, the more we will start bearing good fruit in him. So my prayer for you today, even as we finish this amazing series of the month of September, is may you forever bear good fruit in the Lord, but bear it through the taking of rest, the Sabbath rest. Join us every Sunday from 11 a.m. at Trubani House off Airport North Road. Have a blessed week.